0: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I am your host Sarah Troy and my guest all the way from Australia is Mel Robinson. I was very privileged to be a part of her her webinar recently, her summit, uh, where she had over 21 people um, on sharing their various expertise and it's so incredibly enlightening. And you're still going to be able to go back and listen to it for like catch up and do 72 hours of catching up on all these wonderful people. And even if you can't listen to all of them, most certainly pick some and listen to them because the wisdom they're imparting on you is just... It's their life journey. It's their life skills, knowledge, and wisdom, and you will benefit from it. But we're going to benefit from the magic happening today here with Mel. It's making space for the magic to happen. How do we make space? How do we declutter our lives? How do we once and for all kind of leave that space where life can happen to us instead of us dictating it because we demand this and demand that. So from decluttering your physical, mental and emotional life, we can make space for the magic to happen and experience happiness, abundance in every area of our lives. I think at the present moment, Just the word abundance in any aspect of our life is something that we're all looking for because whether we like it or not, life is in transition for every one of us at the present moment. And it's a really good time to kind of look at our lives and what still serves us and what doesn't. So it's a really good time to declutter, isn't it,
1: Belle? Absolutely. Absolutely. Decluttering, though
0: we we've become hoarders by nature because what if I need it you know and whether it is an emotion that we are still holding on to whether it's things we're still holding on to sometimes it's memories and yes you want to keep them close but we hold on as as human beings we like to hold on to things don't we and we don't realize that it causes us to sink
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Sarah, first, I just want to say it's an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. I do wish I lived in Australia, though. I'm actually in Palm Desert, California. But oh, pretty much just as far away from yes, the US yes, exactly, as Australia, exactly. but I would absolutely love to live in Australia. For I've sure. been
0: doing so many shows in Australia lately. I think it's just kind of in my mind. <laughs> well,
1: it's but- funny that I get a lot of people from Australia reaching out to me, so... Maybe, Maybe I'm so Yeah, exactly. Maybe something's telling you something,
0: right? Absolutely.
1: Time to go down under.
0: For sure. <laughs> you would love the lifestyle, because I know you're very much an active person. And um, you know, every day you post of how many, um, you know, how many miles you've done today in cycling, and you're, you know, you're incredibly physical and active out there, and a person that really is a mover and a shaker. Like that is
1: your persona, isn't it? Keep moving. Absolutely, you gotta. I'm committed to being the best version of myself for God and for my clients, and that requires that I stay committed to my health physically. And I'm very, I'm very particular about what I consume with my mind and what I consume with my body, and making sure that I take care of my body on a regular basis because if this is the only one I've got and this is the temple, and if I don't take care of it and I don't keep it decluttered, then the life force can't flow through me and then I can't serve my clients the best possible way I can.
0: And you know, the things what people don't realize is the better you serve you, the better you serve everyone around you, right? We don't want to serve our dysfunction. And you know, we're all, we've all at some point had that dysfunction and we realize it's not working for us. So how can I give the best of me
1: to someone else if I'm in this dysfunction? Absolutely. We, we all as as light workers and healers and energy workers have the tendency to give 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 to others without giving to ourselves and we don't realize that we're a bank account and if we keep making these withdrawals and giving, giving, giving without making any deposits, we go into the red, yes. and then we wind up becoming depleted, we get sick, we get depressed, we have no motivation, we wonder why we can't do anything, we can't get ourselves to make changes in our lives, because we've completely depleted ourselves. And I was, I've was, i been in that place. I, uh-huh. I was in a place not many years ago, it was what, 2012, where I had completely was just giving, giving, giving to others, totally disconnected from source, I wasn't taking care of myself in any way, and got to a place in, at 34 years old where I didn't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. I was ready to take my own life again. I hadn't been suicidal since my childhood, but I was ready to take my own life again in my adulthood. And it was in my decision in the moment was, I'm either going to end my life right now and be done with this life and come back and start all over again, or I'm going to do whatever it takes to experience happiness and abundance in every area of my life because I know that's my birthright. And so in that moment, I made the decision that I had to put my happiness first. And that was a huge shift, making my happiness my number one priority and not the other people in my life. But by making that one decision and being committed to that, and making and starting to take action by making time for myself every day making those regular deposits my life changed drastically in just a few months because i was working at a job i was completely unhappy at i knew that i wanted to be out on my own doing my own thing and within 6 months i was able to take the first step and start working as an independent contractor for a couple people as their personal assistant basically and law of attraction is amazing Mm -hmm. as you keep doing these amazing things and keep putting it out there within two weeks of starting that job they basically said you know what we don't really need you right now this isn't working out and because i had a contract for a year they paid me the balance of my contract for only working for them for two weeks so (laughs) i got a fifty thousand dollar check in the mail which was a
0: wonderful catalyst to moving forward.
1: <laughs> right. And that was where I took the next six months off and got the idea from my business and created Decluttering Spaces from that period. So it was all from making the decision to put my happiness first that led to me creating my business.
0: I, I've got a show up this week to, you know, call it failure or redirection and you know a lot of people think oh it's failure you know i can never do it again it's the end of it all and i always look at failure as, as this if you're not willing to get back up if you're willing just to throw in the towel and call it quits i call that failure
1: exactly but
0: otherwise i call it a lesson learned and it's a redirection all right you were here to learn did that work well okay you know that didn't work what could have worked better how can you apply it to the new direction Right. And so when we're willing to feed that, you know, water those seeds and feed that possibility and be open and willing to allow, you know, you know that this is where you want to be and you don't have to dictate what it is, just how you want to feel. You want to be in service. You want to be productive, but you want to be abundant in yourself so you can give more. And if you allow that verbiage to go out, your frequency to rise, you'll be guided on the right path. Not every one of us is going to get a fifty thousand dollar check though, in order to do it. <laughs> that was a
1: lottery. <laughs> no luck there. I'm divinely guided and absolutely blessed. But you know, what I want to say about failure is that, you know, we always have these mentors that we look up mm. to and oh, they're so successful. The only difference between them and us is that they've failed more times yeah. than we've even tried.
0: Exactly, the point is, then we've even tried. You know, and, and failure is a stigma. It's something that we look at and go, oh, you're a failure. Well, did they get back up and try again? Uh, would we even have the light bulb of Einstein hand done it that 1,000th time? Exactly. And how many other innovations are we using today where somebody failed, failed and failed until they got it right? And the whole point is, is this until we get it right
1: absolutely you only fail if you don't get back up right and you know
0: as, as far as the decluttering is concerned you can't do it with a mind that's still in uh, self-judgment um self-persecution um in self-doubt uh in listening to everybody else who said you can't uh if we carry that weight around with us how can we get up? Because it feels like an elephant is on each shoulder.
1: Absolutely. That's why one of the most important things I teach my clients and I tell, I tell my clients, if you just do this one piece, you won't need me anymore because you know we're really, we're really only in ever, ever in three states. We're either resisting what's uncomfortable, we're clinging and hanging on to what feels good, or we can allow the moment to simply be. And we don't really know how to just allow and meet ourselves in the moment without any judgment, without trying to change ourselves or fix ourselves in any way. And it seems back ass words, but it's it's being able to show up and meet yourself in the moment where you make the space for the magic to happen because The truth of the matter is the outside is just a mirror of the inside. Uh In order to make lasting change out here, you have to make the initial change here. That's why when clients have me come and work in their physical space and we clear a surface off and they're not willing to make the space on the inside, I come back and we do the same surface over and over again. Those clients that are willing to take this piece and start, it's a process I call allowing the now. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. Doing this process is where they get the most results the fastest.
0: Yeah. I, you know, we're in this great big, huge uh, global redirection. As a humanity, we've, we're looking at the fact and going, we've abused the planet. We've abused each other. We've lived in in fear, uh, we've lived in violence, we've lived in entitlement, or we've lived in poverty, and what we have to look at now is resetting. Everything needs to be reset. We need to reset the program. We need to rewrite the program, and everybody's pointing fingers about, well, it's government or it's this, it's organizations. Excuse me, while you're pointing one, there's three pointing back at you. You are the change we all seek. Because when you change and you bring that beautiful essence of service and, and giving and sharing, then you become part of the the solution to the world. We've got to realize we are
1: also part of the problem. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to look at our own judgment, our own racism, our all of our own stuff, we have to, as Gandhi says, be the change we wish to see because the only change we can make in the world is ourselves and by... By making the change in ourselves, we raise our vibration, and then we make it easier for the rest of humanity to step up their vibration and make the change so that we can all raise collectively to that higher level, So raising our vibration and being able to eventually ascend as humanity. Yeah. Inspiration begets
0: invitation. So when you become inspirational to other people, it's inviting them to step up. And I've got a a new work, it's called actionism is the new activism, because activism is about talking. You know, talking, talking, change, talking, ba ba ba. Where's the action? Let's step into actionism because right now, you know, the universe has shaken us up to wake us up, to step up and change it up. We're in that step up right now. We're a little shaken, but we're invited to step up. And that step up means we need to take action. And that means we need to start with us. And I think one of the beautiful words that is never used enough or used in the wrong way is simple, simplifying. If we simplify our lives and really only have what around us we really need, that really brings us pleasure. Do we need all these other things we've been told that we need to make us happy? No. We look around and
1: go, no, I don't need all of this. There's nothing outside of us that can actually make us happy. It has Mm -hmm. to from the inside to be lasting and that comes from having a connection to the source that created you whatever you want to call it and being in the flow of that divine abundance it doesn't come from any other way when we when we reject the the life force that runs through us, you can't be happy. It's not possible. And you're always seeking outside of yourself. Oh, this fancy car or this clothes or this, you know, cosmetic surgery procedure or this or that is going to make me happy. And none of it lasts. The only true lasting happiness is when you're connected to the source that created you.
0: You know, when we look at some people, you know, the the image of the perfect body, perfect makeup, and then we find out they've had this plastic surgery, that liposuction. You know, they never eat and enjoy their food because they're so scared of putting on an ounce. And then we look at somebody else like Oprah Winfrey, who is a bigger woman, and she is beautiful in herself. She is beautiful in the way she presents herself because she's willing to. She was willing to take the journey. Uh, She went through the whole thing about the weight being the answer and now it is i am what i am and and curves and all this is my abundance and so uh, the imaging of what we think we should be or what other people will accept us as has to change as well
1: yeah most definitely i couldn't agree with you more not so
0: easy because we still live very much on this judgment of others what will people think of me You know, that still runs in our brain
1: because we've been brought up to live for other people and not for ourselves. Yeah. One of my favorite sayings is it's none of my business what other people think of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like Popeye saying, I am what I am. You know, and
0: and I say, you know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm somebody's strong cup of black coffee, you know, (laughs) and I'm not going to be offended if I'm not your cup of tea. I'm not going to be offended because we, are, if, if we're constantly looking to be liked by everyone, then we're going to be let down considerably. We're not designed to be loved or liked by
1: everyone. That is not the measurement of your worth. No, and it just goes. And when we, when we want to be liked by others, that just says that we don't like ourselves. Mm-hmm truly like and love and accept ourselves it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks you can stand in your truth and not be affected someone you get hate mail from someone and it, you you celebrate it you know what i mean versus getting upset and letting it take you out it's when yeah. you're when you're solid in who you are and you love who you are and you accept yourself exactly as you are and that only comes from giving yourself permission to allow yourself to be exactly as you are, then everybody else's opinion of you doesn't matter. Right. And I think that also
0: goes for when people do you wrong. People are under the assumption that when you're in this space, you know, in the, in the space of self-love, loving who you are, what you do, and, and you're in this vibration that nothing bad is ever going to happen to you. It just means when things do happen to you and they will happen to you, maybe out of jealousy, you know, maybe out of um, competition, it's going to happen. But what it does, it doesn't affect you in the same way. And also you've got the skills and tools of how to do it. And the, the first thing is take the deep breath. Take the deep breath. You know, don't take it
1: personally right yeah, i mean life life happens for us not to us and right. a great example of that is when when covid hit my truck actually got broken into and all my credit cards were stolen. Oh, actually, I'd use a paper calendar still. I don't use a digital <laughs> calendar. And my calendar was there, my calendar got stolen. And of course, there's, you know, there's the feeling of being violated and yes. all the emotions that come up that Which I But you're allowed to
0: have. We don't expect you to not have them, right? You know. So
1: I allowed the process to happen, but yeah. it it wasn't like, "Oh my god, how could this happen to me?" It's just It's life, shit happens. Like people are going to do stupid shit. People are (laughs) going to be the way they are, but I can use it to up-level myself or Mm. I can use it to bring myself down. That's my choice. And I trust in the process and I trust that everything is always for my highest and best. And so from that perspective is how I always see it.
0: You know, I'm very much about accountability, that we need to be accountable for our actions, responsible, you know, for, for, but, you know, we cannot be accountable for the actions against us unless we've incited them, right? Then that's a different case
1: altogether. If we push someone into a corner and start pushing all their buttons and then they bite us, then, you know, we have something to do with that.
0: Yeah, and and, and if you were a president that's constantly pushing president uh, buttons, you're going to see some pushback, most certainly. And you can, you know, it's not about la, 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 la. I don't see you, I don't hurt you. You can stand up for yourself. You can push back. It's The way you do it, though, is without the violence, without the hate. It is the accountability. Take responsibility for your own actions. They're not mine. Do not impose them upon me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Self-responsibility is the most important.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, until we're willing to take
1: self-responsibility, how
0: can we address what's in our way? You know, you may think that... Um, oh, it's really important for me to have this address and this car and this, that. And then you start taking responsibility for your happiness and realize how much are you working every week extra to be able to afford that? And how much time do you spend on joy and life and experiencing life? You can't because you're too busy working, sustaining the image. Mm -hmm. So it's balance, isn't it? It's like you can still have a wonderful home and a great car and time to enjoy it. If you... Stop worrying about what the image is. Which again, it's still not back to your presentation of yourself because that's how people are going to receive you, right? So it's always being, stepping up in ownership of who you are and how you want to present yourself, but not in order for to please them. You know, are my expectations? You know, have you have I met your expectations? Do I meet your approval? You know, I don't need your approval. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> You either like or you don't like. That's it.
1: Right. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you think.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, I think, you know, the decluttering. I know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chaos person. I actually work in clutter, you know, and it's every time I try and organize something, it goes back to clutter because I'm a glass, you know, um, you know, disruptor. Everything I do in life is about disrupting, dismantling, so things can go back together. So my life is that. It's always kind of in a chaos. But I'm also the air sign. So I'm always in wind, always in movement. And I realize I can't fight against what I am. Now I'm out there to kind of blow some wind along of change to people, which means it's going to disrupt their lives. And they're going to feel chaos until they find stability. But people have to be willing to have that instability before they can get the stabilization.
1: Yeah, for sure. People have to be willing to do the work. And that's, that's the challenging piece is getting people to actually step in and take responsibility and do the work that's necessary. And
0: not the excuses. Yes. What's the best excuse you've ever heard?
1: Oh boy, I don't have the time or it's too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to
0: start. Mm-hmm. Or but that's <laughs> what you're there for, right? You're there to help them start.
1: But what's so funny is most people don't realize once we start working like one of the the top things i hear is i didn't realize i had so much. Yeah. I didn't realize that was there. Yeah. You know and i mean we're getting through it it's like wow i had no idea i had so much. Mm-hmm. Because we get like the blinders on you get yeah. tunnel vision and you don't you, you think i actually worked with a client who was like you know it was you know every surface was covered you couldn't walk on the floor the sofa was covered and It was like, oh, over in that corner of the sofa is the current stuff. And when I got over there, I mean, we're talking like from the 90s, it's not current, you know. (laughs) That's the current pile. (laughs) What we believe the current pile was. We see
0: these programs on hoarders. And that has some people, as you said, they don't even have a floor to walk on. And it really is kind of in a a lot of ways like a mental... Condition, isn't it? This this need to hoard, and you know, I know that for for some people, you know, um, older generation that have gone through wars, it's holding on to things and or holding on to food or holding on to stuff because it's been taken from them so much before and Mm so it's still getting over to the fact you know allowing them to go through that process where you don't need it it's okay you're enough or you have enough around you you don't need to worry about that no one's going to take it from you but very often there's a past drama or trauma that we have to address
1: Right. Really the, you know, the outside is just a mirror of the inside. Mm -hmm. So people that are hanging on desperately to the stuff outside are desperately clinging on to stuff inside that they're not willing to look at or let go of yet or address, whether it be repressed emotions, resentments, fears, limiting beliefs, judgments, all of those things are what we hang on to. And then the other piece is that as, as people accumulate stuff, that becomes their defense system so especially with hoarding it's like the great wall of china Mm -hmm. you can't just go in and tear it all away because that's actually the the show hoarders is what actually triggered me to start my business Mm -hmm. i was at a point in my life where i could i loved creating order out of chaos and i had a background in energy healing but i didn't want to sit in an office with people all day long and i saw that show and i became Absolutely horrified because mm-hmm. everything gets taken away so quickly and I'm yeah. like, you've just left them exposed and re-traumatized them and caused more yes. harm than good, then you come in and film this show and then you leave. Yes. And then what happens to the person? Right. So it right. makes you want to create a company that helped people not get to that point but also be able to experience happiness and abundance in every area of their life, because that's our birthright. And ultimately, clutter is anything, whether it's physical stuff, mental or emotional, that keeps you from being able to have happiness and abundance in every area of your life. Now, it doesn't mean you won't have challenges and you won't have struggles. You're going to be happy all the time. But your birthright is to be able to experience happiness and abundance in every area of your life.
0: That's what we're here for. That is our self-discovery. Where is that happiness? Where is my meaningful purpose? What is my calling? What am I, what am I here to, to contribute? Um, you know, What do I have that is worthy of contributing? And that's the journey that we're all on. And it's only in that joy of, of sharing, of giving, of being that we truly actually understand why we're here. And so we are meant to find that joy. We are meant to find that self-love. We're meant to find that love of life and that exuberance because that's what it's all about. That's the, the
1: journey, the whole meaningful purpose of this physical life. I mean, we all come in with access to the divine flow of abundance and source flows through us. And imagine it's like this big channel of energy, this big, huge pipe that's flowing through us. And as we go through life and we have traumas and losses that we're not able to deal with or whatever, and those repressed emotions, the resentments and the fears, they start to accumulate. And then Mm -hmm. they start to act as sludge in the piping and start to block that flow and narrow it. And so your life force and your connection to source and your ability to be happy and abundant in every area of your life gets shrunken and smaller. And then you go on the opposite side where you don't feel happy. You don't feel joy. You feel depressed. You may want to take your own life. Mm. You don't have any energy. It's, It's super hard to try to motivate yourself to get through any of the clutter. But that's because the pipe has been closed you know, and the secret to opening it back up is simply showing up for yourself and allowing space for you to be exactly as you are and accepting yourself exactly as you are in each moment. And even if you can do it for just a minute, like I have my clients start with just five minutes a day and sometimes that's too much. So they start with one minute and gradually increase, but it's just showing up for yourself for five minutes a day, to just be present without trying to change anything, just noticing your breathing, feeling what it feels like to be in your Mm -hmm. body in that moment. And when you can do that for even just a moment, you start to make a little bit of space. I had a client who was completely tapped out. Like All she did all day long was do things for other people. Mm -hmm. She worked at a job she was unhappy at and she was ready for a burnout and she was only 27 years old. Mm. So I challenged her to do this for 30 days. And once she did, her life did a whole 180. She was with a guy that she thought she was gonna marry. And like the day after the 30 days ended, he actually ended the relationship. But the very next day, she got a job offer for an 80% salary increase and she didn't have to start for a month, so she was able to take three weeks off and take a trip out of the country. Right. And that was all just from making space for herself for five minutes a day. We don't do that,
0: do we? You know, it, it's, um, you know, I'm a mother of three. They're all older now in their 30s. But, you know, when they were young, it's like yeah, everything is the kids first and then the husband first and then the house needs doing and this and that. And then if you take five minutes, you feel guilty because there's something you should be doing. And, you know, that's this this guilt thing is where there's this word called delegation, delegate, hand certain jobs off to other people. You're teaching them the value of, you're teaching them skills. And it's also giving other people a chance to kind of participate even in your life. Right. Because we I I know I wear all the hats in the studio. So some hats fit, some hats don't. And sometimes my neck is very, very wobbly. (laughs) I would love to delegate. But we were inclined not to do that and sometimes it's control or nobody else could do it like i can do it
1: absolutely you're right absolutely. and
0: and then sometimes it's fear of letting go in case somebody does it the way you shouldn't do it um and and the other thing is this but if i delegate then that means that i haven't done it completely so i'm a failure mm-hmm. so all this stupid dialogue that we have with ourselves and mm-hmm. i think kind of one of the first steps with the deep breath is what are you saying to yourself yeah acknowledge
1: what you're saying to yourself because it's not very friendly. No, and what I mean—it it sounds backwards, but it's—I mean—it's just like being on the airplane. If when mm-hmm. the when the air masks drop down, they tell you you have to put your own yep. air mask on first because if you don't, you're gonna die. And you and can't how can help you help anyone? <laughs> <Exactly>. dead, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you keep putting everybody else above yourself, and granted, it seems backwards for parents. And I've—I I never have given birth. You know, I've been in relationships where I've helped raise kids, and I totally see you know, moms, you know, want to give everything to their kids, but they Mm -hmm. don't give anything to themselves. And what do you want to teach your kids? Do you want to teach your kids to completely deplete yourself for other people? Or do you want to teach them to take care of themselves so they can be the best version of themselves and be able to help people from a full plate in a full cup rather than an empty cup?
0: Yeah. I mean, in my case, I became sick Mm -hmm. and then my kids knew that it was, um, the overdoing it and also stress, also being in a marriage that I was not happy in. and The lesson it gave them was, I don't want to do what she's doing, right? Um, So they're all very physical and active and uh, they try and keep their lives as stress-free as possible. Right. And, and, uh, and they delegate. <laughs> so it wasn't the way I wanted to give the lesson But <laughs> in the end, they learned it. And now of course they're, you know, they're concerned looking after mum. but I wish that I had placed uh, more importance on myself um, earlier. Uh, in, instead of getting to the point of burnout and becoming sick, because although they got that lesson, it's not the kind of lesson in the way I wanted to teach it. But right. Oh, so we didn't really have that permission right? then. Yeah. and Whatever way, you know, it comes about. I mean, I think we're in an era at the present moment where we can, we can reach out to people and tell them you are worth it. You should place importance upon yourself. You don't need permission from anyone. It is, it's imperative that you look after yourself. It's not the dialogue we used to have over ourselves,
1: Mm-mm. but
0: it is the dialogue that needs to be out there now. Yeah. If you don't put yourself first, no one else is going to. Oh, no. guarantee that. I can <laughs> vouch <vote> for that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: They're just going to pile you on with more stuff because they think you can handle it. Absolutely. Right? I mean, I went from being that, being that being totally depleted, not taking care of myself, not having any time in the day to the first two hours of my day are sacred. Like they're mm. my time. I don't have meetings. I don't, I don't do anything else, but have my time for my connection to spirit, my allowing the now process, my reading and doing what I want to do to feed my soul and to fill my cup up before I go about my day. Yeah. So went from nothing over years to two hours. Yes, And then that's just my morning. Then I still either go for my bike ride or go for a hike or do something else for myself and, you know, in the process, get massages here and there and all that good stuff. Uh, so that would it's be more good. than two hours a day. I <laughs> yeah. feel like I, I, take, I, put, I make more deposits for myself now than I do giving out.
0: But there again, we're going to this thing called the clock, the human thing. And it's like, you have got to work so many hours a day to be worthy, Yeah. Right? But no, it's about smart. Um, I can do maybe just one show in the day. It's a four hour production, an hour doing the show. And maybe it's only one show that I'm doing today. That's all right. It's not about the length of time. It's about what we put into it. And I think this whole thing about, well, you know, 40 hours a week, I have to put into something, no. You, if you learn to work smarter and you learn to go with the flow and you learn to place more time upon yourself, you realize there were so many things that you were doing that are unnecessary, that are just causing more stress or or taking up just time for time's sake. And that instead being in your space, being in your now, be channeling that wonderful knowledge, you would go and do A, B and C in a matter of minutes and it's all done.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and what people don't realize is that you know we hear i don't have enough time i don't have enough time i don't have enough time but once you make the choice to make the time more time opens up but you have to make the time and then that space starts to open up it's like oh i have way more time now but you came from a place of not having enough time yeah. not having enough yes time because you weren't making it a priority but once you start to make the time then you get more and more time i mean i no time to so two hours yeah you know, and so more it's not accomplished in the day and I'm involved on I'm I serve on two boards and I volunteer all throughout my community and all those kind of things so I have the time to do the volunteering as well as run my business provide service to my clients and do all the things to take care of myself and still a have the time left in the day
0: and the thing is it's a full life yeah. but it's not an exhausting life
1: no people I, wish they had my energy. I, I, I'm
0: i one of them. <laughs> Definitely. I wasn't gifted with that. My 87 year old that I live with has more energy than I do. She's also stronger than I am. You know, we it always think that she's vegan, pickled
1: vegan lifestyle. You know, yeah. I, went, I went vegan in December and I shed over 40 pounds and mm. you know, I just, the energy, the life and the, let's you know, what you put in is what you get yeah. out. So garbage goes in, garbage comes out. If you put light and Lighten great things in, then that's what comes out. I mean, I actually, I have this, I have this, what I've always told myself is I get younger and stronger every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't buy into the, oh, the old age stories. Right. And I actually had my labs done with a doctor recently and I got confirmation. He's like, you have the liver of an infant in the kidneys of a teenager. And I'm like, I love you. And yes. now I have <laughs> the labs to back it.
0: <laughs> um, I'm about um, an, almost a 90% vegan um Mm -hmm. just now and again it's some fish or chicken and that is if i'm out and there isn't anything else to have and cream cheese at home other than that you give me my six veggies a night i love my six veggies you can keep your meat you can keep anything else i love my veggies Mm -hmm. um but so i'm not 100 percent there but definitely you know i am much better off with all those veggies and my daughter and her husband and and my son's girlfriend are all vegan and my son runs a restaurant that's vegan and gluten-free and vegetarian as well as regular so yeah we're all kind of almost there but um and it's a gradual
1: process too. It i is. mean i actually i actually started i was a hardcore carnivore like you mm-hmm. are not going to get me to give up meat and my meat had to come mooing to me still <laughs> that's how, and then i went vegetarian and I right. never thought that would happen. And I was vegetarian for two years, but I was the vegetarian who really didn't eat vegetables. And mm. I, I consumed so much dairy that I called myself a, the dairy because <laughs> I lived on, I drank kefir, I drank three glasses of whole milk and I ate cheese all day. Mm. And so I kept hearing from these plant-based people, get off dairy, get off dairy. Yes. And I'm like, that's like, the thought of giving up dairy is like worse than crack cocaine, okay? Like, <laughs> up dairy but the messages kept coming in and coming in I'm like okay I'm gonna give it a try I'm gonna try for 30 days and see and I was just gonna give up dairy I wasn't gonna get off eggs I was just gonna Mm -hmm. give up milk and cheese and butter and yogurt and all that stuff and within a few days I just decided to go completely vegan and the results have been absolutely astonishing mm. for me the the energy level i have the way that i feel i love my body like i feel like my body is better than it was in my 20s yeah i yeah. absolutely love being in my body today
0: yeah yeah um i haven't got there yet but um hopefully one day hopefully uh i think also it's part of the consciousness as well you know how can we say we love all animals and and eat some and have others as pets. And, uh, you know, it's my landlady at 87, you know, she's eating her pork chops and there's some bacon. Would you like some? I said, no. Don't you like it? Yes, I love it. But it's a moral choice. It's Mm -hmm. a moral choice for me not to eat it. And she doesn't quite get it because, you know, at her age, she's never going to give it up. But it's, um, but you know, no, no, no! I'm... <laughs> the amount that she eats too is so little. She eats like the, literally the size of like a six-year-old child. Really, mm-hmm. she's very tiny. But sugar—it's yeah. salt, sugar, and vinegar. That's why we say she she's pickled, and that's what it
1: keeps her. <laughs> what, what I want to share is that. You know, this this process that happened to me is just a continuation of continuing mm. to make space. Yeah. And showing up for myself, because first it was the physical clutter. I went from being a cluttered, messy kid, you couldn't walk in my room, to someone who got through all my clutter and couldn't tolerate it. But then different things started to shift, like releasing toxic relationships, and not consu- being yes. very aware about what I consume. I don't own a TV, I don't watch the news, I don't listen to the news. And then it affected my diet. I went vegetarian, mm. and then I went vegan. So everything happens gradually, little by little, as you begin to show up and make space for yourself. And it's not going to happen quickly overnight. No. And it's going to happen exactly as it's supposed to for you. I never thought I would go vegetarian or vegan. I was yeah. one of those, no, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Like, I ate steak all the time, and mm. I love tartar. Like, give it to me mm. raw, and I'm good. <laughs> so for me to go vegetarian, then vegan, absolutely not. In my never yeah. thought that would happen, right. but it's yeah. as a, a direct result of living the principles that I teach. Right, I, and that's that, and that's
0: where we need to get. And also, I think the other thing is don't measure yourself by somebody else's success or something you're doing. It's what's good for you. And you know, I, I know that I'm I'm that eighty and twenty when I go out. That sometimes somebody's going to cook me some meat because they don't know I'm vegetarian or whatever. That's okay. That you know, I just draw the line. It's chicken or fish. That's it. Um, it's, it's having some flexibility according to your lifestyle and it's making the effort, isn't it? You know, It's making the effort one step at a time um, and looking at what you can do within your own parameters and reaching that stage of understanding, I like where I am. Uh, And not because, you know, I'm too lazy or I can't be bothered to make the change, but get to the point in that change of like, I like who I am, where I am, what I'm doing, what I stand for. And there is always room for improvement, obviously, because that's part of being alive is that we're always looking at better ways of doing things. But it isn't about competition with self, because then you're going to let yourself down. And you're going to get stuck in the failure. I didn't do this today. Oh, God. You know, and then you're beating yourself up. And then you've caused your whole emotional state to go off balance. It is about the balance and find what it is within you where you can go, "Ah, that was a wonderful day. I really felt productive. I really felt I contributed. I really feel good about myself.
1: And that's really where we want people to be, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the only one that I'm ever in competition with is myself. I'm mm-hmm. always striving to be the best version of myself and getting better every day. Because you know, we're never done. No, so we're we're in the school of earth, the school yes. of life. And if we if we stop, stagnation equals death. So I prefer yeah. to continue to evolve. Oh, yes. Stagnate. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well,
0: I mean, look at a pond that is not going anywhere. You yes. know, it it turns slimy and it's got all these insects and ugh. You know, it's like. Water is constantly meant to flow. The current is always moving. The air is always moving. The oxygen and the blood in our body is always moving. If it stops, it's blocked chi, blocked energy. And that means you're going to have an ailment there because the energy is not moving throughout the body. So movement, whether it be mind, body, or soul, needs to be constant, doesn't it?
1: Yes, absolutely. Stagnation, stasis equals death. Just moving. Yes.
0: Well, this is why we see so many people who retire and they don't have hobbies and they haven't got anything planned. And then all of a sudden they feel like, well, what is my life? You know, mm-hmm. I, I've got no purpose.
1: And the next thing you know, they're dead. Mm-hmm. Most of my clients wind up being seniors that are retired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I I don't know about you, but I mean, for me, most
0: certainly um, I'm, I'm turning 66 this year and the amount of people 50 plus to, to 80, uh, 85, um, are people who are, you know, like they've stepped into themselves. They're now doing something they really love doing. And it's given them an exuberance of life that really gives them a reason to get up every day and turn up every day because they're finally doing something that the heart, soul, and spirit is really connected to.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you don't have something to do, it's like really hard to get out of bed in the morning. Like who wants to get out of bed if they don't have something that sets their soul on fire? Like Mm. I feel like, I mean, I I really enjoy sleeping, but I don't, I, I, my body, the latest my body will sleep is like 6.30. And I'm usually up between four and five. But if I let myself sleep in the latest, my body will sleep is 6.30. Like, because... I don't want to miss out. There's like too right. many things that, you know, there's too much going on. The early bird catches the word, yep. you know? Yep. And when I feel like when I get up that late, I feel like I've still missed a lot.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, no, at nighttime I'm working. That's where my spirit is, is going and pictures and downloads and everything else So around about three or four o'clock in the morning. They stop and let me sleep. <laughs> so I'm one of those. So, and sleep's a luxury, definitely a luxury, but again, it's, Know who you are. You know, again, we don't want people to compare with what everybody else is doing. It's what is it you're doing for you? Where are you with you? Has your life improved with you? Can you look around and go, oh, you know that? I recognize that's out of place. It's bad for my feng shui. It's bad for my energy. I can let it go. Get to that stage where you can recognize things that you can let go. People you can let go. Emotions you can let go of. You know, be willing to take a totally uncharted road in wondrous self-discovery and not be afraid. I mean, we just want people to get there.
1: Yeah. I mean, you just have to be willing to show up and meet yourself right where you are. Mm. And it's like GPS. GPS doesn't need to know where the hell you've been all your life. It needs to know where you're standing right now yes. and where you want to go yes. to get you there. Yes. So you just you just need to become willing to meet yourself right where you are. If you If your house is completely cluttered, like that's it. This is the moment. Like, okay, so I got clutter surrounding me. Next, now what? Yeah. Now what from there? Now what can I do? What small area can I tackle? What can I start working on? to start chipping away at it because it didn't happen overnight. It's not going to go away overnight. You have to start somewhere. You have to be willing to meet yourself where you are and not beat yourself up with the spiked club, you know, and (laughs) be gentle with yourself. Okay, this is it. Okay, this is my reality. Now I can do something about it. But if we just beat ourselves up and we continue to resist it and fight it, we continue to stay stuck and the clutter continues to accumulate on the inside and the out yeah it does it's you know resistance is futile you know uh, and it will push back on
0: you all the time and i mean you know literally i've come from a four thousand square foot house going down 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 and now i'm just literally living in two rooms and about to move some furniture in here just so i've got kind of my own stuff around me and my own books and my photo albums and everything and it's uh and it's pleasing to have your stuff around you that that you enjoy Especially antiques. I love antiques. <laughs> and, and you know, for, for me it's always about the energy that everything brings because you know, stuff has some stuff is just simply purposeful. It has a purpose, it serves a purpose. But some stuff has an energy about it that's extremely pleasing. And you know, you know, is is this just something, oh, it looks good, but really I don't have any attachment to it. There's no purpose there. Or they look at it and I really love the way it makes me feel. Yep. And you know, what we're looking at is how does something make you feel? And if it brings a smile and brings some joy to your face, then keep it. But That's if right. it's just like you're keeping it
1: because, or, or in case, or I should have it one day. Or because somebody gave it. it to me and I feel guilty for getting rid of it yeah, because somebody yeah. gave it to me. My, my thing is if I have to dust it, I don't want it. Right, right. Yeah. I hate also, dusting. <laughs> I
0: know. Yes, let me, I hate ironing too. Um, the thing is, is that... What's an you, Iron. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have linen in the summer. and the you know, now and again, it comes out. Otherwise, I'm just going to go wrinkled. But uh, the thing is, is guaranteed when you need something, you won't be able to find it amongst that clutter anyway. You'll yeah. go out and buy it again. And one day when you're clearing up, you realize you have seven of them already. Oh,
1: yes. Yes, <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes. I think the hardest thing, though, is people... It's a synchronistic thing, isn't it? Start decluttering your surroundings while you're decluttering your mind. Mm -hmm. It's not like just one over the other. It's that in sync together, you start finding the ease with it, the flow with it. And it gets easier and easier. It's like, it's okay to let go. It's okay, I can let go. It's not just like you're taking things away. Like you said in hoarders. they're taking it away. This is what I'm allowing you to have. And they've literally gone from a full wardrobe to naked. Yeah. You know, and, and we don't want to do that with people because we don't want them to feel lack. We want them to feel abundant with
1: less. Yeah. I mean, the secret really comes from, and I learned this, and I learned this accidentally. Like, I, I found this out on my own because I was actually a really cluttered, messy kid, but I also experienced a lot of trauma, emotional abuse, sexual abuse. Mm. And then I lost my brother to suicide when I was 15 years old. Mm. And not only did I lose him to suicide, but I was the one who discovered his body uh. in his house. And then his suicide note left everything he owned to me. Uh. After his body was removed, I had to go back into that house and go through everything and decide what I wanted to keep and what everybody else could have. And I pretty much just, my life spiraled into a black hole. I planned on killing myself. I didn't want to be here anymore. I got kicked out of high school for being a danger to myself and others. And I went to live in a residential treatment center for a year and a half of my life. I lived away from my family in this intensive treatment environment, and when I lived there, I was introduced to yoga and mindfulness, mm-hmm. and in a nutshell, it taught me how to come home and be present for yes. all that inner clutter, those resentments, the repressed yes. emotions, the fears, the limiting beliefs. and clutter wasn't on my radar, like I didn't care that my room was a mess, like I didn't even want to be here and nobody expected me to make it to my 18th birthday alive. Mm. But what started to happen was as I started this practice of, you know, bringing my awareness to my life and showing up for myself and making the space, something happened inside where I actually had to start looking at the stuff. I wasn't like, oh, I got to get organized. I just naturally and spontaneously started to look at things until I got to a point where I can't tolerate clutter anymore and I loved creating order out of chaos. And so the other thing I want to say about this is if one of the things I was here is like, I don't have an organizing gene or I'm not organized. Well, the same energy that created order out of the Big Bang runs through you. And when you can make the space for that energy to flow through you, you then have the ability to organize and create order in your environment and let things go. But it starts from the inside out. If you want lasting change, it starts from the inside out. It sounds backwards. Everybody's like, oh, help me with my office. Help me with my pantry. That's great and all, but if you don't do this piece, you're just going to go
0: right back to it.
1: You're going to go. It's just the same pattern. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as hard as it is, is and, and, and all the people I've interviewed through the years, they've all had, you know, the tap on the shoulder and the nudge to move one way. And if they've ignored it, they've all had the cosmic two by four. Yes. And and that has been their redirection and been a hard lesson lesson. But they were willing, forcibly or not forcibly, to go through the process and then to discover who they are on the other side they look at their journey and go, that's what that was for, Mm -hmm. right? And so sometimes we're put in situations that feel more traumatic than the event that started it. But when you step out of it, you look at it and go, look what I gained from that. So don't get stuck in the trauma. You know, emotions are an indication of where you're at right now. Acknowledge it, address it, do something about it, but don't become emotional about it.
1: Right. Emotions equal energy and motion and they need to stay in motion. Yes. You don't want to hang on to them. I love that you brought up the cosmic two by four because one of the experts that I interviewed on my series, Christine Parra, she actually talks about, the universe talks to us in three ways. We either get the feather across the cheek the slap mm-hmm. across the face or the two by four across the head. Yes. And she shares her story of how it took the two by four to get her to make changes. Yeah. And she's suffering with anxiety and depression and her hair was falling out and how she got to the place where now it just takes the feather across yeah. the face.
0: exactly. Exactly. I've had a few two by fours. Uh-huh.
1: You know, <laughs> slow learner. Oh yeah, I'm a ram. I have to run my head into everything. I'm angry, so. <laughs> It takes the two by four a lot of times.
0: I'm the stupid Libra, and I've got to weigh it up. Well, what was that two by four? Pwack! Do you get it now? <laughs> no, I. What was that? I still didn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Feels like the Three Stooges. Boing, boing. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> but uh, you know, it. We get quicker to learn. As we go through life and when we go, okay, all right, no, I only need the feather. <laughs> Keep the two by four. Yeah, and sure. the, the more we get in tuned with ourselves, right? The more we get in tuned with ourselves and, and really whatever that source of divine energy is, um, I call it the knowingness, um, you know, knowing what you need to know when you need to know it and it is your truth. It, you don't need to <laughs> validate it or justify it. It is. And you are so sure of it, everything about you, your core, your heart, your spirit, your soul, your mind is in sync with it. And that is the knowledge that you need to run with, right? Not go, yes, but what? Yeah, no, 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 you've just been given the information how to use it, apply it, apply it, right? The human condition is always the question, yes, but why? Just do it and it will reveal why. Why do we need to know the why beforehand?
1: Yeah. There's a lot of freedom in, in getting to that place where you don't need to know why anymore. Mm-hmm. And you just know that it's always for your highest and best. Yeah. I call it following the breadcrumbs of spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just trusting, and then the breadcrumbs show up and you keep following and it just leads along this magical path. Like I always knew that I was gonna someday have my own business and and help people in some way, but it was this windy road of following these breadcrumbs that, you know, started with energy healing, thought I was gonna be a yoga teacher, then I'm a martial arts instructor, then I thought I wanted to be a chiropractor, a therapist, I was I like, gonna to go to school for this or that, and I wound up being a declutter expert. Right,
0: which is fundamentally using all of those things right. in a different way. And uh, I think that's the thing is we don't really move away from our core, it, it, things that are even evident as a child, but because of life's dictation, expectation, of what we should be, we we do not see ourselves for who we are, and la- our life's journey is to reveal who we are at the core. And we're going to take this road and that road, and and try this instrument and that instrument until we discover which is our instrument, and then it's learn to play it and bring it to the orchestra of life, and really, you know, understand how impactful that music is to everyone else. So. It's the things don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take the journey. I always say jump off the cliff, blind, deaf, and dumb in order to hear, see, and feel. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable in order to receive because if you resist it or control it or dictate it, you're not going to get it.
1: Yep. You need to be in that state of allowing for the magic to happen, not in resistance or attachment and clinging.
0: Now, you've had so many people, a few of them I know, um, on there, which is um, wonderful to see. And I don't know about you, but when, whenever I do this, there's always so much to learn from other people. Yeah. And, and it's exciting because they're not t- speaking from a manual or yeah. from a degree. They're speaking from experience, life experience. Mm-hmm. And, and they're where they are today because they were willing to immerse themselves into that life experience and become. and it is really illuminating isn't it
1: yeah and what i love about this series is that i'm really diving in with every single expert getting them to share a very specific time in their life where they were really stuck and disconnected and out of the flow of abundance and how they turn that around because so many of us go Mm. through that in our lives there's so many people right now especially with covid that Mm -hmm. you know are are left to themselves in the house and they feel stuck they don't know what to do they don't know what they want to do with themselves they you know, just feel out of the flow of abundance. They don't, they're totally disconnected and they get to see and hear over 25, I have 30, 29 experts, I believe is what it wound up becoming um, that are sharing their experience. So there's, you're bound to resonate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we resonate best from
0: people who we relate to. And you can hear all 29 and there'll be an ingredient here and an ingredient there and a whole smidgen of spice here and there. And you put it together and you've got a good dish in front of you. But there is the willingness to listen. Don't listen with, with intent to reply. Listen with intent to learn. Just absorb. It's not every single thing they did that you're going to go and now do. It's not paint by colors. Yeah. there's something that they say there that goes oh wow that hit me that resonated with me yeah. oh I, I like that idea i want to try it myself and that is what it's about all of the answers are out there with the people that have gone before yeah. so why aren't you listening to them <clears throat> and trying out this ingredient and that ingredient on yourself and see what works stop looking for the destination and realize it's about the journey
1: yeah. get
0: down into second gear and
1: potter along It's not about the speed. And the great thing is, is that no teacher can teach us anything new. They can only help us to remember what Mm. we've
0: always known. Yes, the knowingness, it's all there, right? And all, all all we are are guiders, reflectors and guiders. You know, we're not here to walk it for you. Uh, we're not here to do it for you, but we are here along your journey to either just cheer you along or give you a device that you need or feed you or, or just support you, but it's still your journey. Yeah, It's your journey and you've got to be willing to walk it. Yes, you must take the steps. So people can still listen to the, um, to the series because I know you're over halfway through now.
1: Yeah, so we're midway through the series, so you can jump in at any time. And don't worry if you've missed any episodes, because there's going to be a 72-hour replay starting August 11th. It'll run for three days, so you can catch up on any interviews you missed. and missed. And the great thing about this series is the interviews are super short and to the point mm-hmm. where they're not every episode is in an hour. The average interview is about 20, 25 minutes long, and we just dive right in. And you're going to, you're going to hear a story of how each person was stuck and disconnected and got back into the flow. Then they're also going to share their personal practices for staying connected to source on a daily basis. And then they're going to share an actionable tool or tip that you can put in place immediately to start getting results in your life. So jam-packed with information in a short amount of time. You really don't want to miss it. You're, you're, just get onto the series, ke- listen to the rest of the interviews, and then catch up on the ones that you've missed. Right. And it's called um, Dare to Thrive. Dare to- let Go get unstuck, reconnect to source, and experience, of course, happiness and abundance in every area of your life. Right.
0: And I've got the link here, dare to, dare to fry slash Sarah, S-A-R-A. Um, www.net we'll re-
1: forward slash Sarah. Don't forget the button. Oh, right,
0: right. Dot net slash forward Sarah. Right. And, you know, just click on and join in because why do we do these things? We do it because we know that when you're willing to listen, you will gain something. We're not doing it just because, you know, we want to toot our own horn. This is a lot of work isn't it? So it's not just, you know, this
1: for three months, this yeah, is right. a culmination.
0: Exactly. So it's not just kind of like, oh, I want a moment of fame and glory. No, there's work in this, a gathering all the people and then the commitment from the people to come on and do it. And then, of course, the whole production line of getting it out there. Why do we do it? We do it because we know people have answers for you. We know people have ideas for you. We know people, just even the inspiration of who they are, can be an inspiration and an invitation to you. Yeah. So this is the reason why we do it, but all we can do is put it out there. If you're not willing to listen, we can't help.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So how do people get hold of you? And of course, with this COVID thing right now, it's harder for you to go into people's homes. Can you do it virtually?
1: Yeah, I do it virtually. I, I, I've i always helped virtually, so you can be anywhere in the world. I also, you know, people work with me either in having me help with the physical clutter because that's just what they're ready for, Mm -hmm. but you get the most profound results when you actually coach with me. So you can be anywhere in the world for that. And it's, you know, just via the phone. So you can reach me um, on my website, www.declutteringspaces.com. There's a little pop up on the bottom that says contact me. You can just shoot me an email through that, or you can email me at info at declutteringspaces.com. And that comes directly to me.
0: So, you know, a lot of people think decluttering the space is your surroundings. And yes, that definitely needs to be done. But it's, it's having that clear space around you so you can find it within you. And, you know, really is, it's, it's a two-step, a so cha-cha-cha, that you've got to do the both at the same time. And again, there is no quick downloadable app. You know, there's no quick answer. There's no pill you can pop. You have to be willing to participate in your own life and take the journey. Yeah. and some people's journeys have been over years some people's journeys were a quick transition it's what you apply to yourself but do not think that once you've done it that's it i can rest now i've changed no you're
1: never you're,
0: done you're never done and but the thing it's not a chore you become yeah. so comfortable with yourself it just becomes a wonderment a wonderment each day is a wonderment where am i going today who, who am i going to meet today how is today going to be and if you if you look at it from an exploration and a wonderment, then it's not
1: going to feel like, oh, what lesson do I have today? It's not right. that, right? Yeah. And I mean, I created a step-by-step process because as someone who was cluttered, depressed, and mm-hmm. suicidal, I feel you know I <laughs> that the outside is a mirror of the yeah. inside. And I created a step-by-step process to get free from clutter without feeling overwhelmed. And so right. that's what you learn when you work with me.
0: Yeah, because the last thing we want you is you're overwhelmed, you will shut down and you will not even open the door to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And you know, for some people it may be slow to start off and then suddenly they gather momentum. Right. And to each their own energy. But what you're doing is igniting that energy. You're igniting it slowly, slowly, slowly. You can't just turn the volume up in the full blast. Zap them, you know, turn it up slowly. And you know, right now for this dance, you can go a little louder and the next dance a little softer and up again. And that's, that's what makes you the coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, it takes what it takes. My very first client, she worked with me for six years. In the first four years, she was only having me come in her house as I'm gently dropping hints and, mm-hmm. you know, breadcrumbs here and there. And finally, after four years, she agrees to do a combo program where I still come in her house and she coaches with me. And just after a year of coaching with me, she's like, I don't need you to come to my house anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Yes. And then just (laughs) 10 months, just 10 months into a year long coaching contract with me, just doing the coaching alone. She's like, at the end of this contract, I'm ready to fly. I'm done. I'm graduating. And you know, it was like, it took the first four years before she was ready to get to that point. And it it takes what it takes. So meet yourself right where you are. And if you become willing to show up for yourself and make that space, the magic will happen. You just have to make space for it. Right.
0: And I feel right now, I don't know about you, is that the universe right now has turned the volume up on us. Uh, There is an urgency in our energy. You know, we know that I can't sit here anymore. I can't sit here. I've got to do something. I've got to do something and ride that energy. Because it will propel you forward. It will guide you forward. Be willing to ride that energy. And you will find that you've got a lot more of it than what what you thought you had. And things will come a lot easier than you thought you had because the universe is right with you right now.
1: Yeah. When you keep trying to do it on your own, Mm -mm. clogged and disconnected, you become frustrated. You become depressed. When you allow and let that energy come in, then you're tapped into the power that creates universes. Hello? Like,
0: Hello? Like, I think it can declutter you.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you want to know how the secret to why I have so much energy is because I make lots of space for that right. to come through. I'm not. I call myself higher power. Like I right. don't do on my own power. Right. Exactly. I'm my own power and devices, I'd be in bed all day. <laughs> I'm
0: higher powered. Exactly. And the things we've got to remember: the universe, it, it came out of chaos, explosion, chaos. And then, and then found, you know, its order. And, that you know, just when you find order doesn't mean that there is not going to be chaos again. Right. It's just that you're going to know how to ride the wave. You're going to know how to put things back into order. You're not going to be overwhelmed. You're not going to look at it and go, oh, my God, I don't want to see it. You know, either outside or inside. You're going to know the techniques of how to deal with it. And that's all that we, you know, we offer everybody is the techniques on how to go in and deal with it for yourself. Because now, now you're a yeah,
1: Absolutely. One thing I want to say is that, you know, don't think that the overwhelmed feeling isn't ever going to show up. Because we get right. overwhelmed, yes. but what you really learn is how to acknowledge it and walk through it. Because right. there are plenty of times where I feel overwhelmed, but it doesn't paralyze me. It's just an emotion. You just acknowledge it and then you take a step and then another step, and then another step, and then it dissipates. Yes. It's when we allow that emotion to take over, and that's when we wind up becoming paralyzed and, and not being able to do anything. Yeah, but and you know, that's, that's, that's kind of when you need something that there's space
0: from it all. Get up and walk away from everything right now. Go out into nature, go for that bike ride, go and do something for yourself. Go and get rebalanced, because when you come back in, you won't be so overwhelmed anymore. So what space do you need to take right now? Because if it's, oh, God, this is just so overwhelming. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. You're not going to do it properly. You're going to do it resentfully. So go and do something where it can calm you down. You can come back in and go, you know, I'm now ready to roll my sleeves up and address.
1: Right. And when you feel overwhelmed, just start in baby steps. Like I always tell my clients when they start to just work on one square foot of space at a time. Don't Take the whole closet out. Don't take the whole pantry out. <laughs> just one little square foot and do the step-by-step process that I teach you on that one square foot. And then that helps you feel confident yeah. and build momentum. And that you're like, Oh, okay, I can do this. Now the next square foot. And then by the time you're done, you've got a whole shelf and then a couple shelves and yeah. then your whole closet's done, but it starts in baby steps. It doesn't care. I don't care how big the space is with all my clients. We just start small. And so When you feel overwhelmed, just make it into baby steps. You want to make it attainable. So just one square foot at a time, start with that, and then you'll start building on that success.
0: It reminds me of boarding school when I was 10, and the teacher said, right, we're going for a walk to the moors. And the moors were way over there, and it felt like so far away. But the teacher would say, see that tree over there? Let's go and look at it. Oh, I like that rock over there. Let's go over there. Oh, look at this over here. The next thing you know, we've done the whole walk and it didn't feel overburdened because we took one step at a time, paid attention to something and was wondrously looking over at something else instead of going, oh, I've got to do all of that. <laughs> so one step at a time, right? That's all right. So please, folks, um, Click on the link to go and listen to all of these shows. Catch them while they're still there. You will not regret it. And it's declutteringspaces.com.
1: And she has a YouTube uh, called Desert Living. Is that it? No, no, there's a video on there. My YouTube channel is Mel Declutter Expert and Decluttering Spaces. If you just Google that, that's my YouTube channel. Excellent. And of course, the Dare to
0: Thrive, you know, series. Definitely go there, Thrive.net slash Sarah, and
1: uh, on oh, name and have... email address in and then you'll yeah. be registered and you'll get an email every day with the yes. rest of the interviews and then once the replay goes you'll get the email that has the, all the interviews on one email that you'll be able to access for the next 72 hours. Yeah, exactly and you can
0: pick and choose who you want if you can't listen to all of them but you know it's uh, go for that nice long walk, download it and listen while you're out there and be inspired, right? That's right. what it's about. Be willing to be inspired. Somebody yep. has always got an answer for you. You've just got to be willing and open to listen to it. Thank you so much, Mel.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. It's been a it's pleasure. It's been
0: great. And, and for doing this series as well and inviting me on. I'm very honored to be a part of it. I know you've got some really cool people there that I've interviewed myself in the past. And I know what an asset they are to you. And it's just wonderful to see, to see other people doing this and sharing. You know, sharing the wisdom, because the more we share the wisdom, you're sharing the orchestra. Everybody's instrument out there, you've put together as an orchestra, and you're playing that music, and it's just going to have people get up and dance, which is all about what it's about. It's
1: all about sharing. It's all about all giving. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it? absolutely
0: (laughs) so declutter your life folks declutter your life inside and out one step at a time you don't have to do it alone she'll help you guide through it so it becomes completely natural that you now can do it with your eyes closed inside and out and at this beautiful time period in life of isolation uh, it is a time to to review renew uh, redirect and if you're wondering how to do that then perfect timing for Mel to help you on that journey so thanks a lot Mel thanks Sarah until next time folks remember your life is in your hands but we're here to help you bye for now we hope you enjoyed the show we look forward to bringing you more shows please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you we are here to make a difference in your life.
1: Thank you for listening.